They are scary and they are intimidating. You know, multiple people enter, one person leaves as a winner. It's not that dramatic. If you go about it knowing what to expect, you can be successful in this. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Before we get into today's question, which is a really good one about group interviews, much different than panel interviews, group interviews are you with other candidates in one session. This is a new phenomenon. It's happening more and more often. We're going to talk about it during the question today. But before we get into that, I want to highlight three really cool jobs that are active on our job board right now at workinsports.com. Tons of job opportunities, tons of cool things happening in the, in the sports industry right now, but we want to highlight just three of them. So here we go. Major League Baseball Network, MLB Network, is seeking a specialist in programming to assist in daily operations of MLB Network and NHL Networks, cable television networks. It will require an individual who is well-versed in baseball and hockey in general. Okay, so sports fan, that's okay. While also understanding the programming, formatting, and operational requirements of top-tier television networks. Here's where it's interesting. I love job descriptions because they'll tell you what skills are in demand for that role. And they have specific things in here. I'm not familiar with what these programs are, but they say there's strong preference to someone fluent with television programming promotions, and traffic software like Broadway, Grip IT, and SIMS. Maybe it's Sims. I don't know. But what that's interesting to me is that if you're interested in this and you look at this job description, that's a good thing for you to identify what skills are in demand and start to learn those skills a little bit. Or if you're on an internship, to notice and identify that those are the skills that are in demand and that you might want to talk to somebody about learning it or getting a bit of an introduction to it. This is how you grow and build your skills to match what the industry demands are. So if you want to work at somewhere like Major League Baseball Network, which would be amazing, and work in the programming department, which is really cool, this is how you get there. Check it out. Next job. World Lacrosse is looking for an operations coordinator based in Colorado Springs. What's cool about this gig? Again, operations coordinator, that term coordinator often leans towards more of an entry-level type job, but this role reports directly to the CEO and COO. The COO directly, but works in collaboration with the CEO. So you are in the board of directors. So you are getting to influence at a high level and getting experience amongst people who are really, really are high thought leaders in the industry. Your role is to ensure operational and governance excellence in all areas of their rapidly growing organization, which means responsibilities including anti-doping and GDPR compliance, finance, supporting effective governance through work policies and procedures, and again, looking for bullet points within the job description that can help you define this role and frame the way you might handle yourself in an interview One of the bullet points they have is a willingness to work across multiple areas of the business. So you should be thinking when you read bullet points like that, if you are interviewing for this job, you want to have stories you can tell about you working cross-functionally across many different groups or having a variety of experience or being able to take on new challenges. So the job descriptions can so often frame how you approach and your strategy behind an interview. Consider that. Keep it in mind. Third one, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is looking for an accounting coordinator. Okay, this is cool because 
I have identified that one of the areas we haven't covered enough on this show is sports finance. So coming up later this week, we have on Bob Malandro, who is the managing partner of Whitecap Sports Group, a mergers and acquisition company in the sports industry. They work with setting up investors to get ownership of professional and minor league teams. Like, could you imagine having so much money that you were like, I want to get a minority stake in the Boston Red Sox? Well, Bob's the guy for that and him, Whitecap Sports Group. But really, that conversation is about sports finance and the opportunities that can lead to. This position works perfectly in there. So Peach Bowl Incorporated owns and operates the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl game, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, and the Peach Bowl Challenge Golf Tournament. The accounting coordinator position manages the accounting and finance functions, including accounts payable, accounts receivable, et cetera. So if you're an accounting major or if you're interested in the accounting side of things, just like last week's guest, Luke Muhammad, Luke Muhammad from the Pittsburgh Penguins, sports management major, accounting major, double major, uh, this is a really cool job for that because now you're doing accounting in a really cool world of college football and the golf tournament. Now, what's also interesting is that every time I say Chick-fil-A, many of you may not know this, but I'm a vegetarian But Chick-fil-A is a temptation that I have. When you go through life being a vegetarian, I've been a vegetarian for a little over 10 years now, there are still temptations. And driving by Chick-fil-A is one of those temptations where I think to myself, maybe I'll just sneak in and get a chicken sandwich because that kind of sounds pretty good right now. Nonetheless, again, just like the last job I was highlighting, this one reports directly to the CFO. Uh, That's a really important thing to look at for growth opportunities. When you're reporting directly to an executive level decision maker, that's a great growth opportunity because you're seeing how they operate on a day-to-day. You're understanding their world a little bit more, and it sets you up to really grow in your position and as you go through your career. So those are just three cool jobs we wanted to focus on today. Check them out on workinsports.com. All right. Let's get to our question from Eliza in Chicago. Eliza writes, Hey, Brian, I'm interviewing for an entry-level job in the sports industry right now, and I'm confused by the email I just got from the team. They said I'd be part of a group interview. What does that mean? Will there actually be more than one person on the interview with me? What do I do? I'm panicking, but I really want this job, so please help. Eliza, you've come to the right place, so let's dig in. Let's start out with a quick definition. You've probably heard of panel interviews before. That is a very logical part of any interview cycle. You may start out with interviewing with an HR person as a first step over the phone. Then you may interview in video with a hiring manager. And then maybe a third phase is a panel interview where there are multiple people on the uh, organization side and one of you. So, Maybe it's a senior level person, your hiring manager, what would be a coworker, another person from another team on the organization, and it's four people and you, and it's a round robin of questions. That's a panel interview, extremely normal. You should all be ready and prepared for that. Group interviews, flip that dynamic a little bit. It's exactly as it sounds. Many of you, a couple of them, and you are in competition with the people that are also part of this interview session. I don't know about you, but all of my nightmares come to life when I hear that. It's kind of like the employment version of Hunger Games or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Side note, that's a really old reference, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, but that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. And if you have not seen it, it's actually a worthwhile watch. I had nightmares for years about this two men enter, one man leaves concept. Two men enter, 
one-man leaves. So literally, Thunderdome was this place where people dueled to the death, two men enter, one man leaves. I swear to you, the 11-year-old version of me when watching Mad Max Thunderdome um, was scared AF of this concept. And now I think of group interviews in that way, and the anxiety starts to come out from it. So, you know, multiple people enter, one person leaves as a winner. It's not that dramatic. I do want to be as clear to clarify that no one dies at the end of any group interviews, but there is an evaluation process going on. There is an important part of this, and they are scary, and they are intimidating, but if you go about it knowing what to expect, and Eliza, that's what we're trying to set you up for, you can be successful in this. So let's start out with motivation. As I said, this is not necessarily a... uh, process that I was in favor of. If I hear group interviews, I'm like, what? Why would you want to do that as an employer? But I talk to people that I know, like, and trust. I talk to people in hiring. I talk to people, you know, in different categories, whether it's talent acquisition or in sales or in other areas and said, do you do these? And why do you do these? So why do teams and organizations do group interviews? Three main reasons I got as feedback. Number one, they help determine how quickly candidates can think on their feet. It's a pressure situation. The sports industry, as we talk a lot, is is a pressure-filled situation. It's urgent. It's in the moment. It's fast-paced. And sometimes these environments of a group interview are the ways they can test people to see how quickly they think and how quickly they react. So that's one reason that I got from people about why they do group interviews. The second reason, it can help point out how confident and in turn, how aggressive a candidate is should the role require confidence and aggressiveness. So think sales. Some people told me that we're looking for a certain type of person. And putting this in this group environment, those people tend to stand out. Those people who aren't afraid to pick up a phone. Those people who aren't afraid to ask for more. Those people who won't take no for an answer. So some of those environments, sales, for example, The group interview helps to quantify or clarify personality traits that are important. Now, this one was most interesting to me. The third reason, the third motivation was completely different from the second motivation. It wasn't about determining how aggressive somebody was. It was completely on the flip side. One person told me it can be a helpful way to identify people who are a company culture fit at their organization, cross-functional work, And interpersonal dynamics are extremely important. So they wanted to get people together and see if they could actually work collaboratively, not step all over each other, lift each other up, and have a positive experience there. They were actually looking to weed out those who were dominant and aggressive and stepped all over other people. They wanted those who were confident and assertive, but not aggressive. So You have to understand the motivation of some of these organizations and then analyze that against the job that you are applying for. But we're going to get there a little bit, a little bit more. So one person I talked to started implementing these group interviews in the past year and had really great success and they work in sports sales. I asked them what their approach was. And this to me was also very interesting. I kept thinking when you said group interview, when somebody would tell me group interview, that a question may be asked to the group and it was, you know, Hunger Games, Thunderdome-esque kind of who's going to answer first, who's going to step up, how convincing are they, then other people are going to feed off of that. This person changed my point of view. What they do is 
they actually set this small group up with a collaborative project. Okay. Now remember, none of them know each other. So this is a Darwin-esque experiment in the interview process to see who takes the lead, who has great ideas, who's a wallflower, who tries to dominate in a bad way, who is a comfortable and convincing speaker. So by giving them actually a collaborative project and something that they worked on and proctored and observed, they were learning the personality traits of the group and seeing Who's confident? Who's assertive? Who can lead? Who listens to others? Who steps all over everybody else? This was super important. And this person told me it has been a game changer for them. So it is something they are going to continue doing. Another person, another piece of advice that I got, another feedback I got from somebody in my network who I asked about this, they said, look, people have been isolated for two years. Social skills and an ability to work together have been hampered by that. We're doing group interviews so we can see if people can still work collaboratively or if they're hindered by the last two years or if they're able to break through that and show like an ability to work together as a team and collaborate. That was like mind blowing to me because again, you think of it as hunger games, but it's not. They're trying to figure out, okay, Let's jumpstart people's ability to be social again. Let's jumpstart people's ability to be collaborative again and figure out if they've still got that skill in their toolkit. Because a lot of us, I don't know about you, but I am awkward sometimes right now talking amongst people because I haven't been amongst people. (laughs) I mean, we're all kind of like that, right? Right? You got to get that confidence back up for these interpersonal relationships and dynamic. That's what a lot of these employers are looking for. Okay, so. Now that we've covered motivation, why are the employers doing this? Let's talk about your strategy. How do you prepare for this moment? Number one, first question you have to ask yourself is what kind of job am I interviewing for? Consider what the role itself tells you about the interviewer's motivation. Like I said, if it's a sales type role, they may be looking for confidence, quick thinking, assertiveness. You can't be a wallflower in that environment. You can't be gobbled up and sit on the sidelines and engulfed by the moment. Now, this does not mean that you're just going to talk over everybody else. This does not mean that you are just going to be the most aggressive person in the room and dominate things. That is not the answer. But it does mean that you have to be willing to push down your doubts and willing to stand out. You have to be able to get yourself out there and into the fray of the conversation and invoke and just really activate your best creative ideas and thoughts. If this is not a role that that requires certain aggressive attributes, the motivation could be to see how well you work collaboratively and cross-functionally. So that means speak, Like be active in the conversation, but engage others as well. Ask questions to the rest of the group. Ask provocative, probing questions to draw ideas out of other people. Listen to what they have to say. Build off of that. Draw conclusions and maybe bring things to a logical like ending point, right? Because then you're showing leadership skills. A really important part of this is to still be a good listener. If you just talk and dominate, that's not leadership. It's not, okay? Collaborate and work together in these moments. If this is an in-person 
group interviews. You're not on Zoom. You are in person. Now, I know some of those aren't happening right now. They were. And now we've pulled back again because of Omicron. And trust me, I understand that firsthand. But if in, you know, you're, you have one of these come up in the spring or when things settle down a little bit, okay, a boss move, boss, you may be led into a room with other people. You may not have even known it was a group interview. You get led in and there's other people standing there. You introduce yourself and make eye contact with every person there. You don't come off intimidated by this environment. Okay. Another person, a new person comes in the room, you stand up and you make eye contact and you do whatever you're comfortable with, shake hands, wave, fist bump, whatever, but introduce yourself full name. You are not the person sitting there looking at their phone. You are not the person that is timid and waiting for things to happen around you. You're doing subtly confident things to come in and own the room without just being loud. That is confidence. Okay. I'm telling you, one of my mentors, Uh, a boss that I had when I was the news director at Fox Sports Northwest. He used to enter every room. And when he entered it, it didn't matter if it was with president of the Seahawks or the, you know, uh, GM of the the Mariners. He would enter the room. He would walk up to everybody and say, hi, Mark Shukin, GM, uh, Fox Sports Northwest. Hi, Mark Shukin, GM, Fox Sports Northwest. He'd make eye contact. He'd declare himself. He'd have a presence in the room. And that always like, I'd look at him like, that guy's a boss. You know, like it just impressed me. That's you. That's you. That's what you should be doing. Now, third thing, I know I talk about being competitive a lot. And I know I talk about the keys to succeeding in the sports industry are being competitive, curious, and coachable. And that's true. In this environment, though, in this instance, you aren't trying to dominate the others in the room. You're not. You're not trying to crush everybody in an aggressive fashion. A true leader will involve others, cite people by their name. You can say things like, Building off of what Kim just said, or prior to getting started today, Devin and I had a conversation about this exact topic, and here's what I was thinking. Involving others, citing them by name, really talking through this in a confident manner means it sends off this vibe. I'm not looking at them like competition. I'm showing you I'm the leader in the room, and I'm not intimidated by them to the point I need to knock them down. I'm okay building them up because I still know that I'm the leader in the room another boss move. If you do these kind of things, you will stand out in a group interview and you will stand out for your future. That is the right brand impression you want to make in this environment. So Eliza, I hope that helps you. Go kick ass on whatever interview you have. Anybody else who has a group interview coming up, I hope that helps you. But prepare for this because I do think it will continue to grow. I think this is an important trend that you will start to see more in the sports industry and grow outside of just sales type interview sessions. And now you know the motivation and the strategy, so you're ready for it. Tune in to Bob Melandro on Wednesday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We love having you here. It's important for us to continue growing, and you're a major part of that. So thanks for listening. 